Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahen and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Well, welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. We have rail fans all around the world who come here they and many times what they do is they come to khen.org and listen to a podcast of the show others follow us on itunes and uh, from time to time we've actually had a person in person and today we have with us uh, the old caboose so we invite you to sit down in the caboose put your put your feet up by the coal stove there Lean back if you want to look out at the snow. Climb, climb up into the angel's seat in the top of the old caboose so you can you can kind of look out and look around. And we're we're going to go rolling along in the old caboose. Okay, and at the head end of this train is our engineer, Rick White. Rick, you want to toot from the head end there? Yeah, I'll give you a little toot. Um, everything looks fine up here. I tell you, we got a cold, cold morning. I hope you gentlemen are warm enough back there and about six inches on the ground six inches of snow but i think we're going to be clear sailing i'll let you know if anything comes up for us thank you are you following the flanger today or just cutting thread you're going right through we're Whoa. going right through it's light and oh. well that's pretty nice phil i bet you remember flangers back in the day no no yep. <laughs> oh no well, we're really excited to have the mayor of Trinidad here today, Phil Rico, who, who has really been an advocate for front range rail, front range passenger rail, which is something that uh, I think all of us who listen to this show, at least, are hoping will come back. And um, so what are our prospects uh, there, Phil, as you as you look ahead? Well, you know, I guess uh, the best way, I was thinking about this, the best way to start this. And I think maybe uh, just kind of a history of where we've been so far with the Southwest Chief. Uh, like I said, you know, the current Southwest Chief goes away here shortly. Uh, but just, uh, you know, we have a uh, voting membership, which uh, this the area is is part of. Uh, I represent the area under the South Central Council of Governments. Uh, that's where uh, that's my part in, in all this. And I've been on now for for four years. Uh, what's been interesting is that I have been advocating 
for that rail to not only continue to come through the Trinidad area, but to expand some possible services, and we'll get into that shortly. Uh, over since I've been on, actually since uh, you know way back, uh, there have been uh, many grants that uh, have been applied for and received to help update the rail system uh, so that the train can run, we run quicker or run faster. And uh, it's, uh, we, we've had a lot of success. And I think, uh, I not only I think, but I know that the success has been predominantly uh, by those uh, communities down in this area that have actually funded, help fund, uh, or put some of the matching funds uh, for some of these, uh, these grants that we have received. Uh, that has been Trinidad, Pueblo, Lahana and Lamar. And uh, during the past, my past time when, that I've been on as a commissioner, I have been advocating for the people from uh, up north to put in money to help uh, get some of these grants. But to no avail, it has not happened. And uh, I've been pushing for that. Uh, I don't know, hopefully it'll change now with the new district. Uh, but like I said, the money we put in has not been you know, huge in comparison to the, the grant uh, or the grants that we have received. But nevertheless, I think it has been uh, extremely helpful that um, I know Lahana and I don't know if Pueblo has, I know Trinidad has sponsored already two of these grants. And the latest one we did, we did receive, it's the new RISE grant. Uh, and what that does is finish off the um, the 35 mile section of rail that has to be updated uh, coming you know from uh, Kansas into Colorado in that area. So that's really, really the important part of it is that uh, I've been a, a strong advocate to to continue to make sure that we are recognized. Um, we know. Uh, that uh, Amtrak has committed to continuing the service through Trinidad. That was something that was of concern some time back that um, service may be eliminated coming through Trinidad. Uh, of course, we had that little blurb last year uh, because of COVID where the ridership, you know, fell off quite a bit. So the, uh, the, uh, the times of the, how many times the Amtrak came through here was reduced. And uh, unfortunately, we are in that same position right now. So as far as the, the, the current commission, uh, like I said, it's we've been working very, very hard. There have been some very strong uh, members on there. And, uh, you know, Jim Subi, uh, Jim Gabriel, uh, they've been at the seat of both of them uh, as directors, first Jill and now Jim. Uh, they have been uh, leading the charge on this thing uh, for the last few years since I've been on. Uh, there was one other person, but he's retired now. Uh, but Rick Klein from the, from uh, New Mexico, from uh, Lahana uh, has been a, a very strong advocate for rail. He's, uh, I think he's, I'm not sure if it's been since 2012 or when that he, he started uh, getting involved with the rail system. And uh, he has pushed and prodded, uh, made uh, several contacts. And I think because uh, also because of his uh, knowledge, 
uh, is, is how we've been able to have a lot of the success. And of course, through the years, uh, the last couple, few, two or three years, you know, we hired a director. Uh, and then uh, that, the first director, uh, I'm not sure he retired or whatever. And now we have Spencer Dodge as our new director, our new current director. So that really, uh, if you want to think about it, that kind of sets the stage uh, for, I think, where the new rail system is going. So Forrest, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Well, two or three of my thoughts. One, I can walk down to the corner here and get on a bus, and that bus will take me to uh, downtown Pueblo, to Pueblo's new, newly improved uh, transit center. But then when I'm in downtown Pueblo, the new transit center, uh, how do I go north and south? Well, <laughs> there, there's not any good north-south connection, really. And um, they're, they're working on it and so on. But uh, wouldn't it be nice if we had the Southwest Chief stop there? I could hop on the Chief, go to Chicago, hop on the Chief, go to Los Angeles if I wanted to. You know, I'm... I, I, that's, I know I'm being a little a little bit uh, humorous here, but not really, because uh, that's the kind of thing we need to find ways to promote. And when I talk this way to, um, oh, I don't know, city council people, things like that, uh, county commissioners and so on, they say, yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting. Now, what what we really need is another lane on I-25. They always we, we really need the missing link. To, to be filled in. And I say, no, you know, that that you, you got to get your thinking away from the automobile and get your thinking into uh, light rail somehow. And uh, I, Phil, I don't know if you have that uh, that same problem, but it's it's the one that I seem to have anyway. You know, well, you know, you know. My my personal thought is um, we've had this discussion uh, with the current commission is that, uh, you know, as the population grows, uh, they're expecting the population of Colorado to grow uh, another, what, million or two million people by 2030, and God only knows what it's going to be like in 2050. Well, what that does is, if it's all cars, uh, the amount of emissions is uh, it's exacerbated. And currently, uh, the amount of emissions in Colorado from the automobile, from what I understand, this was a report that was given to us by, I think, a lady from CDOT a little over a year ago. And I can't remember if it was 35 or 55 million tons of emissions that come from the automobile each year. And of course, the majority, what person, the, the, the greater majority of that uh, is from the front range. And uh, Let's backtrack a little bit on something here, Forrest. One thing sure. I would like, I've been pushing for uh, since I got on the commission is defining front range. To me, uh -huh. the range extends from New Mexico all the way to the Colorado, uh, to the Wyoming border, from the New Mexico border to the Wyoming border. So anytime that uh, they refer to the front range, they automatically refer to it from, I, th I think it's Colorado Springs North. And I think there needs to be, that needs to be redefined as to whether it's the Southern Front Range or the Northern Front Range. And I keep bringing that up and bringing, hoping that maybe it'll stick at some point in, in time. <laughs> That's very good, man. Uh, anyway, I think that really, that, that, that mindset has got to change because anytime that something comes up and they say the Front Range 
agrees with it, agrees with whatever it is. While they automatically, that includes everybody down in this part of the state. And that is not necessarily so. Uh, because the decisions that are made up there don't necessarily jive with what we believe. So I think that's where that thing needs to be defined a little bit better. Now, getting back to uh, your question of uh, the road system, like I said, we've had that discussion and the emissions and all of that. Well, we're all going to be choking if we, you know, if that amount of uh, Vehicles is allowed to travel I-25 in, in by the 20 year 2050. Um, so I, I just I, I really believe there needs to be an alternative, and the alternative is a rail system. Uh, they showed us in that same uh, information, that same amount of information, uh, the various. I don't have it here right in front of me, but the amount of emissions that was emitted from uh, electric vehicles to train to uh, vehicles and uh, buses. And I mean, the whole bit was given to us. So that was pretty interesting. And uh, somewhere in between, if I remember right, rail was, you know, down the, the way as far as the amount of emissions, simply because it travels more, uh, I guess it's, it's more efficient. Uh, of course, past, with passengers on passenger rail, uh, it moves them more efficiently, safely, uh, which is something that I have been trying to promote uh, because one of the big reasons is if you take cars, this time there especially, uh, you, you take Trinidad for, to Walsenburg, uh, it snows, the wind blows, and it goes over the road. I've been on that road many times, very, very hazardous. It becomes like a, a nice skating rink with your vehicles. You go up to Monument Hill, same thing, same issues. So if you look at a train, it would be more, it, it would be safer to travel, especially in inclement weather. So I really believe that that's one of the things that is really, really important. So we're, we're I, I really believe that uh, passenger rail extending from Wyoming to the New Mexico border, uh, I think is the way that uh, we need to begin to think differently. Uh, unfortunately, Coloradoans, we're in love with our vehicles. So some of that mindset has got to change. So I, that that's kind of what I believe in as far as an additional... We do love our vehicles, don't we? I was surprised to see that the, the average Coloradan owns two and three quarters vehicles. I don't know what they do with the three-quarters vehicle. What, Rick, what do you do with your three-quarters? He wants his three-quarters. Well, Rick, Rick, I, I have a Jeep, I have a van, and I have a motorcycle. So I fit within the norm. I have 2.5. 2.5 vehicles. But we do. We have a lot of them. And uh, I go back to my initial point. Uh, I've, I want to be able to walk over here and uh, carry my whatever I'm carrying and, and um, you know, get on that little, uh, little, little connector, which I could do back in the 1940s and 50s when we still had the interurban cars going. And uh, the interurban cars hooked up uh, Union Station and downtown Denver to all the little mountain, all the little mountain areas. 
And um, I don't know how much we'll get that back, but some of it could happen. And what scares me is 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 that, uh, oh, I don't know what scares me, but it surprises me anyway, is that some of the studies we we put out then, I was a county commissioner. I was on what was in those days called the Rocky Mountain Rail Commission. And it was called Rocky Mountain because we were hoping to, as you know, we, uh, expand it even in those days. And, and we, we put out those studies saying, you can never build your way out of it with highway lanes. You've, you, you, you know, we put those studies out. Well, back in, back in the day when I was on the, the old Rocky Mountain. And it was interesting because CDOT in those days was the division of highways. It was, it, there was, there wasn't any uh, transit and rail di- division. Mm. And I, I thought it was just interesting that, that the whole study ended with kind of a thud, you know, people were saying, yeah, that's interesting. Now, how do we expand? How do we expand I-25 for more cars? That's where we ended up with it. But the legislature is, is changing, I think, pretty rapidly. And um, there, we, we've got a legislator from, um, oh, southern part of the state. It's in the state Senate, he was for a while, who was a big uh, big proponent of, of transit and rail. So it, it, it's, would that be your reading as well, Phil, that that, that, that change is underway? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, like I said, the, the previous uh, senator that we had, uh, you know, from Alamosa was a promoter. Actually, he was one of the ones that uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure if he was one of the proponents and one of the ones that created the, the bill in 2017 with the current rail. Uh, commission, uh, I, I I think that he, he that might have been him, but he was uh, very interested, and I think he had a long range goal of at some point in I don't know many years down the road that maybe Alamosa um, and that area could tie into the rail system coming through here, probably into Walsenburg and then on through. So I think that you know he, I think that was his thinking. I mean, because he did mention it somewhat at uh, a couple of times that I talked to him. So he, you know, he did have a point there, but he, he was very interested in uh, the uh, the rail system as as it was, as it is right now. Yeah. yeah. You mind if I uh, step in here for a second, Forrest? Let's let's hear it from the engine. It sounds it sounds to me like uh, Colorado and Trinidad and uh, all the way north to the northern border of Colorado needs something that's similar to what I have ridden on in Missouri, the uh, the River Runner. It's an Amtrak train, but it's pretty clear when you get on the River Runner that it's more of a commuter train. It's not set up the same way as the um, Amtrak uh, Southwest Chief is set up. It's it's It doesn't have the dining car. It doesn't have the... Um, it's comfortable. It's nice, but there's more seats per car. It's more of a commuter thing, and it's used like crazy in that state. Runs from the uh, Kansas City all the way through to the other side. I don't know where it goes from there, but it's a connector train and um, it, it, very nice equipment, nice seats, comfortable. And uh, I've taken that a couple times, and this is. That's an east to west. We're talking about north to south, and that's just our geography. And um, 
<clears throat> it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to do. We have the, the equip. No, I'm sorry. The the track is there, correct? Uh, the the track is there. It is uh, the BNSF that comes straight through from uh, uh, pretty much, I guess, Denver all the way into the New Mexico border, and then of course on 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 uh, south and west. And uh, and I and I believe it also uh, goes. I think there's a rail system that comes into Pueblo, and then goes west for uh, you know. Uh, BNSF as well. So, you know, that may be a, an option coming up uh, as far as a commuter rail. Uh, one another thing that uh, has been discussed in our meetings is uh, it allows, especially the people in the metro areas, uh, Pueblo that go to maybe Colorado Springs or go to Denver to work, uh, or people from Springs to Denver, uh, instead of driving their car, uh, it saves them money that way but it also allows them to do some work if they want to while seated on seated on the train. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So there, there are some things uh, that are uh, in this that I think uh, are efficient in, in, in many ways, you know, so uh, there's a lot of details that have to be, you know, worked out. Um, the biggest part of course is the rail system that goes from pretty much from Colorado Springs in, into Denver. Uh, and that is where I think the real tricky part of this uh, system is going to be. Uh, because whether it goes over the hill or through the hill, uh, that's going to be a, a question. That's a question that's already come up. Uh, that's so interesting. And speaking of questions, I've got one here from a listener to this show. And she, uh, she asks, uh, will the new commission be as focused on saving the Southwest chief as the old one was, that's that's a good question. I I suppose she's listening this morning, so maybe we can answer that question for her at some point. Well, I, you know, I could probably answer that right now. Is that one of the things that Amtrak has done is they have committed to continuing uh, the service or the serv the areas that they are servicing now. Colorado is on Amtrak's uh, radar as a, uh, to uh, expand service. I mean, it's, it's one of their, it, it's kind of way up there in one of the things that they want to do. So they have committed to uh, maintaining the service that they, the areas that they are servicing right now. So hopefully that answers her question. Uh-huh. Well, and then another one, poor Rick, we had to let him out of the engine cab because he's, He's doing all the phones this morning too, but but uh, another phone phone question that we got, and th this I don't quite understand what this would be about. Where's the through service from Pueblo to catch the dedicated through car on the Chief? I that's making some pretty big assumptions. That question is, I guess. Are you on, on with that one, Phil? What? Yeah. What? Uh -huh. Well, you know, the one of, that's one of the things that we have been, and there's been an analysis done on that, the through car service. And uh, as you know, the uh, uh, passenger rail, Amtrak, comes out of Chicago and uh, into Lahana. And from Lahana there, of course, it comes currently into Trinidad and, of course, down into Mexico and then west. The through car service will come into Lahana and then go to Pueblo, 
And then Colorado Springs, uh, I guess Castle Rock, Denver, Fort Collins, and possibly up as far as Cheyenne in the in the in the future. Uh, and of course, reversing itself. But that through car service is what uh, is that's the, the 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 system that I see. Uh, here is what I really feel, and I have been advocating, and I have had some support from some of the current. Uh, commissioners that were well, on the current commission. Um, think of it this way. If we are to establish that through car rail system that comes uh, to Lahana and goes through Pueblo and end up north, that's all fine because that's where the greater ridership is going to come from. We understand that. But let's say that someone out of Denver wants to go to Chicago Okay, they come to Pueblo, then they get to Lahana and then go east. That's all fine. But let's say they want to go west. If there's not a direct rail system that comes from Pueblo through Trinidad, what they're going to have to do is come to Pueblo, go to Lahana, and then back to Trinidad. That is some unnecessary, that's an unnecessary route. They've got to back up is what you're saying. So it's going, yeah. add, it's going to add, what, another six hours to or so, yeah. maybe longer than that, to yeah. a passenger. And passengers who want to go to the West Coast, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to get on the rail if that's, uh, if, that's where it's, if that's what it's going to cause them, that extra hours. Because people want to travel these days as quick as they possibly can. Sure. So uh, I have been advocating that uh, we also include uh, coming from uh, Pueblo, on a straight through into Walsenburg, Trinidad, for that particular passenger that wants to travel west. And uh, so I think there needs to be some mind, uh, some thinking that it's not only everything up north, it's what we're going to do down south. And how do we get these people going from here to, you know, to the way to the west coast? I know that the California Zephyr does the same thing, but it hits the upper part of California. It does not hit the lower part of California. So I, I really believe that, uh, you know, that's the, that's the direction that um, the passenger rail needs to be looked at. We need to look at the entire system. We cannot focus strictly on what, I, what people are calling, you know, the, the front range rail, which is that, Colorado Springs to uh, Fort Collins section. Uh, we need to think of this as an entire system throughout the state of Colorado. Because if you look at the way the current commission has been designed, uh, it's about the uh, Southwest Chief, but the new rail district talks about the entire district, which is I-25 from the new, it specifically states from New Mexico border to the Wyoming border. Mm. So any, all of the new commissioners that will be coming on need to be thinking of the entire state. Not, I know that there's gonna be a focus um, on the Northern end, which, okay, that's okay uh, at the beginning, but we need to continue to think of how do we access and get these passengers to the Southern part of the, the state to be able to travel like I said, back to uh, the West Coast in, in, a, oh. in an efficient manner. Well, and not to be too parochial about it, but certainly from our part of the world, 
when the when the mountain passes close up, and they do close up, um, there's no way out of here for for us. The only way out of here is if we if we can get down to Pueblo, which usually you can because it's lower altitude and the the, the plows go through and so on, and uh, that's the only the only way out of here really is Pueblo, and right. but Pueblo doesn't really they so far have much in the way of service. Now, apparently that could change and we hope it will change. And, uh, but getting back to the actual commission, then um, is, is now the time to call, to call the governor's office and say, Hey, look, as you, as you appoint this commission, keep this in mind, or is that uh, premature do you think or well i, I think uh, you know if you want to transition over to the the current uh, district as the way it's going uh, we can do that now because uh, you said you're going to take a break here or or how do you want to do this you want to take a little break here it doesn't matter to me we can keep going no oh, no, well, no we're, still, very we're good. still talking and okay yeah yeah well we're still we're still talking yeah for sure okay um and we do have a couple we, we've got a couple of those uh, uh, listener questions. Well, let's go to another listener question, which is... Well, hang uh, on, Forrest. Hang on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to make a decision here. If if Phil has time to do another half hour, I will will bring this one to a close and I'll re-invite. Oh, I, I've got the... Sure. You good on time, Phil? I'm good on time. I, I, I figured about an hour's time if necessary. Okay, very good. Let's close this one out. Okay. So okay, we we'll close this one out. We're, we can't forget our listener questions because they'll get me at the coffee shop. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Okay, so am yeah. I a, am I going to get a different link to tie in? Is that what you got to do? Exactly. Okay, Takes well, me about five minutes. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for your link. Okay, well, let me close this one out. Well, okay, friends. Thanks for spending that time with us here in the Cahan caboose. And uh, we're, we're going to uh, shake the grate a little, get the coal stove going a little, get a little more heat back here. Uh, we'll, and we'll give a little high ball. And uh, we're going to toss out a few Z, though. We don't want anybody running into us from the, from the rear while we're doing that. So and then we're going to stick. I'm going to open the back porch door. And I'll be, I'll, I'm going to yell a big high ball. And then we'll come back to you in a little bit for the next segment. Okay. On the count of three. You can join me on the count of three. One, two, three. High ball. High ball. High ball. Toss that PG. Okay. Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.